Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, I tuned in the game last night. I thought we'd see a, a good one right to the finish, a good young Orlando team, a good veteran uh, Timberwolves team. They scored the first 10. Orlando had their own run in the back of that. But then the Wolves kind of took off, and they really were in control throughout the night. This is going to be either the first or second best regular season in Timberwolves history, and last night was one of their most impressive games. Hmm. Came out and just blew them out and did all the things they wanted to do. Uh, ball movement was remarkably good. <clears throat> they hit shots. They, they it didn't let the fact that Anthony Edwards got in foul trouble and didn't really produce much and let that bother them at all. They got Carl Anthony Towns open threes, and he hit them. They even made sure they got him some open threes in the corner, which mm-hmm. is something I've been advocating for for a long time. Having your best three-point shooter shoot the th- shortest possible three-point shot is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay McDaniels was excellent. Conley was excellent. The bench was fine. Uh, and they were able to say, okay, you're going to play small ball. We are going to have Rudy Gobert dunk on you eight times, mm. uh, which is the right move. So I thought it was a really good night for the team. Outside of Anthony Edwards, who spent the night in foul yeah. trouble, and that's not normally his M.O. He does a pretty good job of playing uh, without fouling, but, boy, he got into it right away last night. He gets six points. He has these flame-out games once in a while. He does and he's still very young, and he's still trying to think through exactly how he wants to play. I also think the NBA just, let's be honest, there's no good way to officiate an NBA game. (laughs) If you call it exactly by the book, then your stars are going to be foul trouble. Nobody wants that. Uh, Nobody wants that. If you don't call it by the book, then you're leaving everything to interpretation and context and who's doing what. And, you can't, and that's not right either. There's just no good way to do it. Right. So I hate it. I hate it when Gobert or Anthony Edwards or Towns gets some early foul trouble. Um, but I don't know. If there's a solution to that problem. Yeah. You can't tell officials not to call it. Uh, you just want to see it as balanced and as technically correct as possible. I didn't really think Anthony Edwards was fouling that much, and all of a sudden he's out of the game. Uh, luckily, they played so well it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody uh, played well. Does it help Ant to to spend more time on the bench in a game like that and see that the ball is moving and how quickly it is and some of the open shots they're getting. I mean, I, I love Anthony Edwards. I'm, I may be picking nits here, but I would like it if he would work within the framework of the offense a little more often. Yeah, I think it probably is beneficial. Probably mm-hmm. very beneficial for him to sit there and say, wow, look at that. When they move the ball, they don't even need me out there mm-hmm. uh, because everybody's getting open shots. If I'm out there, I'm going to get those open shots. I thought we saw a lot last night was the, not only the extra pass, the extra, extra pass to get somebody wide open. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were turning down somewhat open shots to get better shots, to get even better shots, and they were making those shots. You know, Anthony, you know, he's young, and all NBA stars kind of deal with human nature. You know, when, mm-hmm. when you're a star and your team's struggling, you feel like you need to take over, but taking over can be the worst thing. Uh, so he's still, he's still working through all that, and he's still going to be working all that for, for a year or two, probably. Yeah. He came out just uh, last night turning the ball over so much. 18 turnovers. That's kind of been the Achilles heel of this team so far. Not kind of. It has been. They need to somehow get a grip on the turnovers. They just are careless with the ball sometimes. Yep. And uh, part of that is not having a true backup point guard and having Shake Milton not do his job the way they wanted him to. Uh, part of it is that Finch kind of he, he allows for creativity within the offense. And when you're creative, you might just throw a really bad pass. Mm-hmm. You might just, you know, you might see something, you, you might force something. You might try to be, you know, really fancy with something. Uh, he likes his players to not second-guess themselves. That leads to more turnovers. And he's, he's willing to deal with that up to a certain level. Um, 
and that's why I suggested they trade for Tyus Jones, uh, mm-hmm. one of the most controlled ball handlers, one of the assist to turnover ratios in the NBA year after year. He's playing great. He's a starting point guard for Washington. Yep. He would, uh, I'm a true backup point guard. He would help him conserve minutes on Conley. I'm uh, on turnovers. Uh, he can also hit a three-point shot for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They do need a little something. Uh, they have a very good team. The window is open right now. I mean, if you can't talk about making the NBA Finals, you probably can't go there. They don't talk about any of that. But the window's open for the Wolves to make a serious run. But they are a little bit incomplete yet. They are. Uh, and I just don't know that there is a complete team in the NBA right yep, now. Yep. Um, you know, Boston could probably use a little more true you know, size. Um, they're really good. But the Bucks are having going through a lull right now. Uh, the Sixers, you know, Embiid is incredible, and Maxie's playing really well, but I don't know if their depth is going to get there. The Clippers are great when they're healthy and they care. You just don't know how often that's going to be. I mean, there's there are about a dozen teams that are just incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Now, the Wolves don't have the sheer star power of some of the others, but they have more uh, starting, st- starting five depth, more... I think their rotation eight nine deep is about as good as anybody else's. They just need they're probably going to need a couple tweaks, like most contending teams do. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a three point shooter. If not, if they aren't able to procure that, um, you know, Tyus Jones or or backup point guard, as you're saying, uh, probably a piece or two uh, certainly could you know help in in the long run and then stay healthy, which they have been uh, so far. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun leading up to what the Vikings do with their quarterback discussing it um, because your compatriot, Lavelle Neal, who you hooked me up once in a while when you're gone, uh, he's on the other side. He doesn't think the Vikings should bring Cousins back. It's, it's going to make some, for some great content for those of us that talk about sports here over the next couple of months. And the last time I wrote about it, I wrote about it in the context of, hey, any of these moves might work brilliantly or might Yes. All completely apart. Right. We don't know. Uh, yep. You're just playing odds. Mm-hmm. And you also understand, Lavelle's from Chicago. He likes watching bad quarterback play. <laughs> Why would he want Phil Cousins around? That's right. That's right. I hey. said that to Lavelle's face before, too. <laughs> he takes it very well, I know, uh, because yep. any Bears fan knows that that's something they've never had uh, outside of maybe Jim McMahon. But, but the Bears are the, maybe the most fascinating team in the draft this year with Justin they Fields are. and the number one pick. Uh, what a decision they have to make. They do, and I've vacillated on that because at times Justin, at times you watch Justin Fields, you go, oh my God, he's the best athlete on the field, mm-hmm. and he throws the ball well, and he throws the ball well down the field, and they haven't helped him much. Uh, and then if he's in the right offense, he's Jalen Hurts. Um, but, man, just when you wanted to get excited about him, he kind of did nothing against you know an average Green Bay team mm-hmm. uh, in the last week of the season. And, you know, I was talking to some NFL people about this. They said, yeah, I know it's, it's hard to move on from a quarterback you see playing and having talent at the NFL level. They all said, if you're in the talent evaluation business, you have to take Caleb Williams and you have to trade fields and you have to hope that Caleb Williams is that guy. Yeah. Uh, you're Peyton Manning, you're Andrew Luck, you're, you're Joe Burrow type. Yeah. And maybe an indication that that's what they're planning is they fired their offensive staff. They kept the head yep. coach, but they got rid of the offensive staff. If you were keeping fields, would you want to change offenses on him again? It would be the third different offense. Probably not, right? Probably not, mm-hmm. unless they think that fields was held back by this offensive staff. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, I do think, again, big picture, you talk to inside NFL people, it does sound like the Bears are just going to go draft Caleb Williams and trade trade Justin Fields. They still have the ninth pick. Um, you know, maybe they can even trade up from the ninth pick and end up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. or something like that. I mean, yeah. there are some incredible opportunities out there for that team. 
I heard uh, uh, a uh, analyst uh, say that they should just straight out draft Marvin uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and and keep Fields and and give him uh, two weapons on the outside. Uh, I'm not sure I would sign on for that, but boy, Harrison Jr. is a whale of a wide receiver. He's a great player, and we've seen the impact that receivers have on the NFL landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't tell you that's the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think they're going to be too tempted by the potential great quarterback being under contract at a relatively low price for four or five years, whatever it is. Yep. Uh, the other uh, huge story that's going on now is will Jim Harbaugh leave Michigan and, and come to the NFL? Uh, he would be, uh, I would think, coveted still. I mean, he didn't, the Vikings uh, went in another direction, but there's certainly NFL teams that would hire Jim Harbaugh. Yes, and boy, San Diego might be perfect for him. Um, you know, he's toast in South San Diego before. Uh, he's been around the. I think he played in San Diego in San Diego at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. It's, might be the best city in America. It's beautiful. It's temperate year round. I'm. Sorry, I always see San Diego. Yeah. God, I would never Los get Angeles. over. It. I would never yeah. get over it. Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the same thing. Nine kind minutes of. away. Right. The traffic is decent. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just is. He is also a very weird dude. Mm-hmm. He really turned off the Vikings during their interview with kind of the, his. Basically, he's starting to, you know, measure the drapes and try to decide how he's going to redecorate the, you know, the person. <laughs> they had they were just in the early stages, and he really turned them off. Mm-hmm. He will turn you off in the interview. He's just a, a weird dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, very odd. Very distracted. Uh, you can tell he's always just thinking about football. You know, he's the kind of guy who's going to, you know, get in his car to go buy milk and end up driving to. Uh, Iowa or something because he started thinking about play designs. Uh, <laughs> but he's a, so he's weird, but he's a great coach. Yeah, and he he almost became one pass away from winning the Super Bowl with the 49ers. He went to the Super the NFC Championship three, game three years in a row. Um, his running to set up the the explosive play offense works great. It always has worked great. It's kind of an offset offshoot of the uh, Joe Gibbs offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody's going to want him. The question is, did he hire an NFL agent? Because he's determined to leave, or did he hire an NFL agent to send a shot across the bow to Michigan that hey, you better give me everything I want? Hmm. I would guess he's. I would guess he wants to go back to the NFL and be one of the rare coaches to win a Super Bowl and a national championship. Yeah, and and be rid of the NCAA investigations as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. That's, I mean, it's the Pete Carroll. He, his he has parallels with Pete Carroll. Yep. You know, he was a great college coach. He won. He got out, out of town before the NCAA investigators could uh, delve too deep, and then he went and. Uh, one Super Bowl with Seattle. Yep. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Timberwolves in just a few minutes.